0: Last night, I didn't do much of a nightcap. I had a thing where I did the driving thing a little bit, but honestly, it was late and I was tired and decided I was just going to record while I was driving home. So it was a little half-ass. It was a little bit of a half-ass effort. I'm not going to lie. So I wanted to do a little bit more today. Now, whether that's your thing or not, or you missed it, I did just stream some games for like two hours. Shit, I didn't stream games like that in quite some time. I think I did a little bit for Grounded, uh, for the game Grounded. And that was a lot of fun, but the zombies was a lot more fun, especially since it's October, play something that's a little bit of a horror theme. Want to get into more of that, I-, I need to start playing some more games, to just turn the streaming on. I have to build, and I want to build this little apparatus so that I can stick the camera and the light so that it's closer to me, so it's not so far away feel like people don't like that. Like they want your dumb, dumb, big face to be close up to the camera and not like way fucking far back. Drinking Jaegermeister tonight. So cheers to that. And as you can see in the title of the stream, the 11 PM nightcap today is shows no one watched. So what I'm going to start with, and I didn't really do too much research on this. But what I'm going to start with is, um, a buddy that was in my, uh, uh, Twitch channel said the kids in the hall, if you haven't seen the kids in the hall, it is very funny. And I, you know, that's one of those shows that I, I, I do feel like it was, it was well acclaimed. I feel like a, a fair amount of people saw it, but he's right. And then if you ask people, about that show, I feel like it's probably like one in ten that actually watched it or who will know what you're talking about when you say, Oh, you ever seen the kids in the hall? Like, you mean like people standing over there? No, the show. It, like, it was a comedy show, like a variety comedy show. A lot of those guys went on to have um, pretty solid careers, if I recall, in various comedic enterprises um, and endeavors. So that is certainly a, that's certainly valid. It's certainly a pick. We had, uh, one fella, Dean McKilligan on Twitter replied with testes and he says, I'll post the pilot episode and tag you in it. So watch, uh, check out my timeline. I did retweet that. Um, he had said, if you need a really good laugh, watch this, a Canadian production by Kenny Hotz, The last five minutes is literally the funniest five minutes you'll ever see on TV. Hashtag prove me wrong. Um, That is pretty funny. I watched it. Uh, He said, I tweeted a while ago, but I was the only one who watched it. Everyone else is lost, I guess. Uh, I think I did watch a couple episodes of that. It it did seem funny. It had a good mix of it's always sunny uh, plus workaholics as kind of it's humor. I I enjoyed it. I just didn't I just didn't stick with it. I just didn't really watch that a whole lot uh in the long term. I couldn't necessarily say why, I just, just plain didn't. Um and then we continue on in Flexology 101, the great Flexology 101, Phil the glass, replied with four choices. Automan, Manimal, Street Hawk, and Jericho. Um, Automan from the producers of Tron. Automan, the complete series, just looks like a guy that turns into some sort of futuristic, raster-driven car. I can... Here, I'll show this to you. I'll point this at the camera. Hopefully you can see it. So, that's Automan. Ridiculous. Uh, Then, obviously, there's Manimal... Guy, like, he's got shape-shifting abilities. Street Hawk, which looks fucking legit. And I even said, that looks fucking legit. That's the kind of show that I want to watch right there. Uh, and then Jericho. I bl- I think I watched some of Jericho as well. Um, something about, like, it was, like, the last day or something. Um, Street Hawk, he says, Night Rider rip-off with a motorcycle. Loved it. Um... Oh, and Dean McKilligan for Testy says, These guys take stupidity to a whole new level. Funny stuff. They only did one season of 13 episodes, but you should be able to find them pretty easily. So, there are some shows right off the bat uh, that some folks liked that apparently nobody watched. So, I've got some uh, some shows, or some ideas for shows. Ideas for shows. Um... But one of them, and I'm going to look this up, and I'll read the uh, I'll read the little blurb here. But there was a show on for a little while that I thought was very funny that nobody watched. Uh, let me pull this up. So um, this show was called G versus E, later retitled later retitled Good versus Evil was an American supernatural comedy-drama that had its first season air on USA Network during the summer and autumn of 1999. For the second season, the series switched to Sci-Fi Channel in early 2000. The series stars Clayton Rohner, Richard Brooks, and Marshall Bell. This was a supernatural buddy cop movie. By the way, Marshall Bell is on Twitter, and he will reply to you. Um, So that went for two seasons, uh, 22 episodes. The synopsis, G vs. E pitted a group of agents who are assigned to The Core, a secret agency under the command of heaven against the Morlocks, a group of evildoers from hell. The series is a 1970s retro-hip style that is similar to Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. The show is fast-moving and harkens back to the blaxploitation films of the 70s. It mixes spy-fi elements with the end of the millennium zeitgeist of the late 1990s. The plot of the show. Chandler Smith is murdered on his 35th birthday. He's then recruited as an agent of the Corps and becomes a partner to Henry McNeil. Henry was killed in the 1970s and still dresses like Shaft. The Corps, best described as God's police force on Earth, has a mission of locating citizens who have made a Faustian-style bargain with agents of evil. When the Corps finds a lost soul, they must decide whether to rehabilitate them or eliminate them from existence if they are beyond redemption. Overseeing their patrols are Decker and Ford, who give the weekly assignments. Deacon Jones acts as series narrator and appears on screen as the Deacon. The Deacon is the head of the Corps, shown in the last episode, and all Corps agents are ranked beneath him. However, he is not God. God is never seen on the show. Um, The guy's son was on there, as far as, like, a police force. Uh, They operate through various cities. They work out a Hollywood station... Uh, all the agents in the core have gone through a violent mortal death, but merely being alive again does not render them. Immortal, they can die again, and they face immediate judgment upon dying, which may be a problem for those who have not completed their redemption. Uh, they bought two types of foes, Faustians and Morlocks. The Faustians are ordinary people who have made a deal with the forces of evil and bask in the fortunes that such a deal allows them on Earth. The Morlocks are Faustines who have died their mortal death and are now the ground troops for the dark side, evil equivalent of the core. They are identifiable as people who have suddenly become sarcastic and courageous to extreme degrees. In addition, mirrors reveal the true nature of Morlocks. Their reflections are twisted and demonic. Unlike core agents, Morlocks have superhuman resilience and they cannot easily be killed. It was a fun show. I actually thought the humor was on point. I really kind of liked the seventies throwback vibe vibe. I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, there was some good interplay between the two main characters. You know, it was just, it was just neat. It was neat and fun and it didn't take itself too seriously. And, uh, we used to watch it, I think on Monday night, either before or after, maybe it was wrestling and, uh, we always had a blast with that, but I feel like nobody else really watched it, which is why it got canceled after two fucking seasons. But a solid show. If you're looking for something different, I would wholeheartedly recommend that you check that out. So that was one show, uh, for me personally, that I feel was fantastic that nobody watched. Um, now, I'm not going to say nobody watched this show because it was on TV for a long time. But I'll talk about Spencer for Hire, the show, and I feel like a lot of people are familiar with it, but nobody actually watched it. At least not that I know. And that was based on the, um, why am I drawing a blank on this? A fucking, <sighs> long day. Uh, why can't I not think of the guy's name? That's going to drive me nuts. So let's look it up. based on a series of books, um, the character Spencer, um, Robert B. Parker, Jesus, Robert Parker's, uh, Spencer novels, um, and what's cool about that is Avery Brooks, who is Cisco on Deep Space Nine, plays Hawk, who's a super badass, black guy, mercenary, mean motherfucker, like super smooth, um, but you know, good detective stories, Good plots. There's a lot of action in the show. So there's a lot of just good, like, rough house kicking ass. Um, you know, the, the the stories are pretty solid. The, the mysteries are good. Good music. Again, good action. Uh, I don't know why nobody, quote-unquote, watched it. Or why it doesn't really get talked about. And speaking of detective shows that I also feel like nobody watched. Now, we laugh at it, my father and I. But there's a show with... Um, it's called Barnaby Jones. And, uh, why does, why am I, I'm usually really good with names. And right now I'm just sucking ass. Barnaby Jones, Barnaby Jones, a Quinn Martin production, buddy Ebsen, buddy Ebsen plays Barnaby Jones. Um, and that show ended in 1980. So again, if you watch it now, it seems fairly dated, but that ran for eight seasons. And I never hear anybody talk about that. They talk about great detective shows. And then I think, actually, who talks about great detective shows? Most of the time now when I hear people talk about like police and crime drama, it's all the CSI stuff, which I, I really don't like those. I, I feel like there's there's something with them. They're the, the, I much prefer the serial style of Spencer for Hire or Columbo or this Barnaby Jones. And I wasn't really into canon too much. But Barnaby Jones is fun. It's absolutely ridiculous in that he's this retired older guy who occasionally outruns young people. Like, it's it's ridiculous in that regard. But, like, there's one episode where I think William Shatner uh, plays a creepo and he catches him. Um, some good stories. And, again, I feel like you bring it up and people go, huh? Like, nobody watched it. Um... And if you want to talk about spy-fi and sci-fi, the absolute greatest show to come out recently that quote-unquote nobody watched is Counterpart. And Counterpart aired on Stars. I think it was a year, year and a half, two years ago. It starred J.K. Simmons, and that show ran, I think, for three seasons. And J.K. Simmons is absolutely spectacular. It takes place in Germany. It's a science fiction show about a man who encounters basically his double. I'm not going to give away too many spoilers because I highly recommend you watch it. It is absolutely spectacular. That was three seasons of some of the best TV I have ever seen in my life. Especially in terms of science fiction, like Cold War, sneaking around kind of stuff. Absolutely, bar none, was done fantastic. Um... And I feel like nobody watched it. I feel like Stars really did not do a good job of promoting much of any of its shows other than one or two shows that are kind of like its darling shows and the rest of them kind of just left to fuck off. And so it ends. It ends after three series. Now they wrap it up so the series actually has an end that wasn't bad. But I could have watched easily another three seasons of that show. So that was another one that was a little disappointing to me. I feel like nobody watched it. Nobody really talked about it. I'd bring it up, and people would just go, oh, I think I heard of that." So that was also solid uh, show that I feel like, yeah, nobody uh, nobody watched. Um, and what is interesting to me about that show, that counterpart show, is that it has a a vibe and a bent that feels both modern but also like it's kind of in the 80s somehow and they did a really neat job at the cloak and dagger sort of aspect of these two these two worlds kind of pitted against one another uh highly recommend it again uh absolutely spectacular um just badass fucking show uh check it out absolutely check it out So for those of you who are listening to this as a podcast, you're going to take a brief break. For people watching this live, you'll see no break. You'll just see my uninterrupted dumb head. So the other um, show to move into that I feel like nobody watched was the Swamp Thing show that they recently did. And that got canceled, I think, after halfway through its first season because they lost some contract with with their shooting location. Some bullshit happened where they, they fucking dropped it, but that got picked back up again. It got picked back up again, and I think it aired on CBS or CW, and it got apparently really good ratings and rave reviews, so they think that this might have found its home and become the next big thing. Derek Mears uh, who was a, played Jason one of the Friday 13th movies. He's played I think characters in some other horror movies as well. but he plays the swamp thing and does a fantastic job. Um, love it. Absolutely love it. That's another one. It's a lot of fun. I would absolutely say check it out. It's really cool. They don't I don't know. they may just like, don't make shows like that anymore. Um, you know, especially a show like that where there's a creature and a monster. They had for a while a Beastmaster show that ran for quite some time. Now, everybody talks about the Beastmaster and shit. It used to be that I think every day you could find the Beastmaster playing on TBS uh, or HBO or whatever. It's a TBS or TNT. There's a Beastmaster show. It was okay. Um, but I think that also ran sort of at the same time that there was like a Conan show, like a Conan the Barbarian show. And if I recall, Ralph Mueller was Conan. Which was a little surprising to me. Um I mean, I don't know why. He's he's a big dude. Um you know, I can't remember when that ran. Let's look that up. Um, no, I don't want Conan servers. I want the Conan series. The Conan series. Okay. Um boy Totally dropped the ball on that. Thanks. Thanks, tablet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's look this up. The Conan series. Okay. My God. Uh, not the cartoon. It's not... There's a... Uh, Conan the Barbarian Series in development at Netflix. Yeah, see, but that's not true because they had a series. There was a series. There was a series uh, that was on for a while. And again, I feel like nobody watched it. Um, and I don't think it was very, it wasn't necessarily very good. But it was, uh, it was fairly entertaining in, in a Conan the Adventurer. 1997 TV series. A weekly one-hour American live-action adventure series was produced by Max A. Keller and Micheline Keller from 1997 to 1998, loosely based on the fantasy hero Conan the Barbarian. It comprised 22 episodes and was filmed in Puerto Vallarta, Jalisco, Mexico. It reached many countries in the world, more than 150, uh, did Tarzan, the epic adventures in Acapulco heat, the role of Conan is pra- played by Ralph Mueller. Yep. Two time, Mr. Universe, a native of Germany and friend, Arnold Schwarzenegger, rest of the ensemble and class included Danny Woodburn, Robert McKay, TJ Storm as Bayou, Ellie Dunn as Corella, and briefly Andrew Craig as Volcar was not promoted to be authentic Conan, but rather a mixture of Arnold Schwarzenegger's and John Milius's interpretation of Conan. Indeed, the storyline deviated from the essence of the Conan character, as well as that of Conan earlier depicted in the very comic series by Marvel Comics, because the adaptation was too peaceful and aimed at all age groups. Intriguing. Um, it didn't Unlike the character of Howard, who's portrayed as an exceptional warrior, fast, nimble, and powerful, an intelligent foreigner, and a pragmatic character in this live-action adaptation, Conan is a kind and jovial person whose fighting skills seems to stem almost entirely from his strength, as opposed to any substantial agility or deep skill. He's a contented member of a merry band of adventurers with a humanitarian quest. The overall theme is that Conan is a deeply honorable man and is pushed to a comparative extreme." Yeah, so you're they're missing a lot of the other major villains. Uh they don't have Totham on, they don't have set. Um nineteen seventy nine says Ralph Mueller didn't have a lot of personality. Yeah, I mean that's that that's a guy I'm sure he's nice and who knows, maybe in Germany he would have been better, but uh a little bit a little bit wooden. So that show, like you know, that was one of those ones where they used to have the the reruns on. You'd come home late at night and you'd watch it. And it was entertaining enough, um, I don't know, just being, I guess, kind of innocent. And to find it hard to believe he was a natural bodybuilder, yeah, there's a lot of those, uh, guys, I have a hard time feeling that he was probably a, (laughs) uh, natural bodybuilder. Like, yeah, maybe not. Um, and I'm looking at this guy, there's a guy in here who's in fucking TC2000. Interesting so a lot of these shows, uh, a lot of these shows like this, I, I feel like now they don't, um, (laughs) Brick Bardo and Cyborg, Kjartan and the Viking Sagas, Hagen and Gladiator, Thorok and the Scorpion King, and Ulfar and Pathfinder. I mean, yeah, he was good in Gladiator. I mean, I, you know, it, (laughs) You give a show where a guy's supposed to be a jovial, happy, whatever kind of guy. I mean, the thing with the thing with Conan is Conan was supposed to be very charismatic as well. And again, I'm sure Ralph Mueller is a very nice guy. But I don't see him having the swagger and charisma necessary to play a Conan like that. Um, so I can kind of see why nobody, probably nobody watched it. Um... And there's a lot of those other shows like that, like, uh, you know, Sky was saying Street Hawk, whatever, either based on other stuff that just kind of goes nowhere, or it's kind of a neat idea and it plays for one season and disappears. Um, I was trying to think of some more of those that came out and came around, like I'll occasionally bring up the state. So the state with Ken Marino, um, it was also Jolo Trulio, um, there's a lot of those guys that were in the state that used to be on, on MTV back in the day. A lot of them went on to have pretty substantial comedy careers. But you bring that up and a lot of people are just like, huh? What are you talking about? It's like, oh, well, it was like a sketch comedy show. It was on MTV. Uh, some of the joke like if you go back and you watch it, I think most of it is available on YouTube. Some of it is pretty interesting. Some of it's pretty entertaining, but... I mean, some of the jokes are good. Other ones fall flat. Like, there's one where they're hunting Muppets that's pretty fucking funny. Uh, that still gets me. I find that very amusing, very entertaining. Um, so, I don't know. What other shows do you know of the people that nobody watched? I was going to say movies, too. But I feel like when you have a TV, uh, TV series, you know, a series like that, God, they have to do so much more planning for how many shoots and days and it's going to go on. They're going to do seasons and all this stuff together. You know, it's typically a, a you know, large cast, all the rest of that. To get a show like that spun up that then just kind of flops and dies on the vine, uh, that's got to be just crushing. Especially if you're one of the people that produced on it or was trying to get the cast and everyone else together. Uh, what a mess. I mean, just wrangling a small movie uh, is work enough. F-Y-T-G-U-D. Fight Goog. Have I ever had someone lay on my stomach and listen to it? Yeah, actually. Uh, both doctors and significant others. Um, why? I mean, uh, my stomach, uh, if my stomach gets mad, if I eat something that makes my stomach upset, I have the most gurgling, burbly, and I will. Uh, I will rip farts that are powerful enough to just dis, uh, to disturb air uh, jet streams. Um, I also had at one point in time um, uh, I had kidney uh, kidney stones back in the day. I did an episode, a nightcap episode about uh, kidney stones. And so when you're we doing the kidney stones there's a part of that too where uh, one of the doctors was trying to listen to the rest of my intestines at the time because they weren't sure. If I had any other sort of blockages. Uh, so there, uh, fight Goog to uh, answer your question. Yes, I have had someone lay on my stomach and listen to it. Several times, in fact. Uh, it's not like a favorite thing of mine, but it has been done. Um, so, other TV shows uh, that were pretty good that nobody watched. Um, there used to be a show on it was a, it was a show in USA. I can't remember the name of it, but it was a reality TV show where what they did is they got military police, um, SWAT, uh, basically like a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of like, uh, I'm going to say paramilitary type people. They, they joined this competition where it was, it was a reality. It was like a reality TV show. Okay. And so what they would do is they would divide all these people out into sort of these like teams. So you have a whole bunch of teams. Let's just say there's like seven teams or whatever there is. And then what happens is the teams face off and they initially have sort of like these calisthetic style challenges. And the challenges are going to win you points. Pugil battle, pu- you know, pu- pugil sticks on a platform, Um. you know, Physical. physical fitness style competitions and tests. And so you get these points. So the points at the end um, picks basically who, like, who gets to go first, who wants to pick the first team members, and then that just gives you a bonus. So the whole, the whole idea is they're going to face off against the team. There's going to be a winner and a loser. It's all based on points. Not go, 1979. Says, got to go. The old battle axe is ready for bed. Have fun. Take care, man. It's great to see you. Great to hear from you. Thank you so much for stopping by. I hope you stop by again. Tell all you and yours, I said, have a good night, and I hope they're all doing well love you out there. And so what they would do is after, after they would do these challenges, they then had like a mission. So the mission would be, um, your team is going to start here, sort of on the outskirts of this little industrial building complex, and you're going to storm in there. And then you're going to try to extract some VIP. And then there's a bonus objective, collect this briefcase, uh, destroy this thing, whatever. And so then they, they all had like these, uh, you know, sort of battery packs. Not battery packs. Like they had rifles that when you shot them, they shot like laser pulses. So you had like sensors and stuff on the enemies, whatever. And then the guys had sensors on them too, so they had to avoid getting shot. So then at the end of the mission, whether they completed their primary objectives, the optional objectives, how many of the members got basically either wounded or shot or whatever they'd get an aggregate score. And then at the end of that round, the team that had the best, the best score moves on to the next round. The losing team then had to pick one of their members to basically leave. So they continued to do that until I think there were only like two teams left. And actually it was very entertaining. There wasn't a whole ton of just that silly drama back and forth between bullshit people. Um, It was very entertaining to watch them plan their little operations. It was neat to watch those guys execute the little operations. And even some of the calisthenic challenges were just kind of fun. The final episode, though, the finale, was terrible. It was this terrible, goofy... uh, It was like the two guys had to face off and run through this little hall of mirrors trying to play, like, laser tag. It was really fucking kind of dumb. And so I don't know if that wrecked the rest of the series, if the ratings for that were so bad that it got canceled. But that was another fun show. In terms of, like, reality shows, you know, I liked it. It had a little bit of a mix of people who are professionals in their field competing against other professionals in that field. There was a little bit of that survivor-esque, hey, you have to vote somebody off if you lose, so you got to be strategic on who's going to go, who's going to stay. Oh, we just did a close quarters mission, so on the next one, you, you know, you should f- kick me off because that's a recon guy and you don't want to lose him, blah blah blah. I liked it. I thought that was entertaining I thought that was a lot of fun. You know, I'm not like the world's biggest reality TV show fan, but Anyway, there's some shows that nobody watched, that nobody saw. Um If you have any more and you have any reason as to why you really liked them, please send them on through. I would love to hear about those. We can talk about those next time. But I would say absolutely check out Counterpart, Swamp Thing, and maybe not The Adventures of Conan. Uh, Yeah, Ralph Mueller didn't really have, I don't think, what it takes to carry that show. But it was fun nevertheless. I don't remember who the hell was in the Beastmaster show, but that was another one. That universe, that whole universe. I know they did, like, sequels to the Beastmaster, but they weren't very good. But that was a cool universe. It was a neat fantasy universe, and I feel like much uh, like I get burned out on Star Trek and Star Wars, it was neat to see another fantasy property that wasn't either Tolkien-based or somehow based on, I don't know, Dungeons & Dragons or King Arthur. You know, it was a completely different sort of new setting for those characters um so I thought that that would have made a really cool series I actually think that that would be kind of a ger- a great series that they could revitalize to be honest um especially with the uh obvious popularity of fantasy stuff what with Game of Thrones and that sort of thing I don't know it seems like that would be easy it sounds like that would be a easy slam dunk to me but what do I know I'm not a great Hollywood producer so that will do it for tonight's nightcap. Thank you much for stopping by. We'll have the last drink here. Thank you. F Y T G U G. Is that fight Goog? Fight Guy G? Fight Guji? I'm not sure how to say that, but occasionally stops and asks a weird question. Um, and so tonight's weird question is: Have you ever had someone lay on your stomach and listen to it? Think about that. Maybe ask your friends. So we're gonna have the last of this drink here. Thank you so much for stopping by. We'll do this again. Maybe not tomorrow night. I'm not sure because uh, I may be out late. I may be watching the second season of The Boys, which is a show that I feel like a lot of people are watching with good reason because I think it's fantastic. It can be occasionally hyper-violent and just sort of controversial, but I feel like a lot of good shows are. So I would recommend also checking out The Boys. It's a lot of fun. Um, Not sure if I'll do another Nightcap episode on Saturday. But, of course, we will do one Sunday, and we'll be around next week. So take care. Take it easy. Uh, That's it for now. Have yourself a great night. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.